0: Hi,
1: this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is
0: Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go.
2: You are listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you here today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. It is Tuesday, May 24th. And Julie, it's the Tuesday show. So I'm talking to my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Jewel. Hey, Leanne. How are you today? Good. Good. We had, you know, we actually had some one rather serious story on the docket and then we just took it off. <laughs> We jettisoned it, right, Leanne. This is Tuesday, Leon. It is, and it is the, the week before
1: the official start of summer, so we just decided to slide right into summer. Just,
2: Nothing serious. This is light, L-I-T-E. Yeah, we're getting our bikini bodies ready, and we're just doing light stories today here on Satellite Sisters. Uh, let's see what we have coming up. Um, I have some scary news for those of you who know them. Uh, my sons are now registered voters. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I be, I'm very curious. Well, like what their point of view is on all of that. Me too. <laughs> all right, Julie. You promised you have two stories actual news stories that you believed were onion headlines. Would that be fair to I say? Think,
1: I think I've been spoofed, Leanne, but they're from credible sources. One's from the BBC and one's from Self Magazine, but I'm going to, I'll, I'll discuss them with you and you tell me if these are for real.
2: All right. You also have some Tuesday trends coming up. Oh, I do,
1: Leanne. Uh, how do you feel about root beer uh, floats?
2: I, I love root beer floats.
1: Okay. Well, they've ruined it, Leanne, and I'm going to explain. <laughs>
2: That, now that you've said that, I feel like we should serve some root beer floats at graduation weekend. All right, we're going to do some on-air handwriting analysis. You're not going to find that on a lot of other podcasts. That is a Peabody Award-winning segment, just waiting to happen, Leon. Thank you and then i watched the last two episodes of outlander so we have our outlander uh it's not a full recap just commentary sister sasnatch coming up at the end of the show some good episodes if you could make them through Julie.
0: you could well you know I'm,
2: you know i'm gonna have some issues laying. yeah I, I, yeah i know you are i know yeah. all right but we're gonna save that for the end of the show mainly julie what i've been doing is graduation prep You know, my younger son, Colin, graduates this weekend, Memorial Day, from high school. And honestly, graduations are a lot of logistics, aren't they? Once you get through the emotional aspect of it, like, you do have to do a lot of planning because there are events. There's family members from different generations. There's (laughs) always
1: limited seating, limited limited seating, limited
2: parking, limited parking. That is a factor for for both. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, weather, you don't know, is it going to be hot and sunny? Is it going to be, you know, cool and May gray as we have here? Do you eat at home? Do you eat out? What time? The graduations. I've had this conversation with like six people all graduating from different high schools. Graduation times are all over the board. You know, they're not, there's
1: not a, there's not a standard time that works best. You would think, you would
2: think we would have figured that out, right? Best time to have a high school graduation is, is, you know, whenever the high school wants to have it, because they're not thinking about you and your in-laws and when you're going to feed your (laughs) in-laws. Like a friend of mine, their high school graduation is seven o'clock Sunday night. But the kids have to be there at like five. Right. So the people, she's like, I could have lunch, but then my in-laws are just sitting there for six hours. (laughs) Okay, Okay, that, yeah, you've got to
1: come up with a lot of entertainment.
2: (laughs) That's a lot. So here's what's happening at my house. Uh, Friday night, we have the baccalaureate mass. And Saturday morning at 10 a.m. is the graduation. So we are going out for a graduation lunch after the graduation, we have limited seats to the actual graduation. So mm-hmm. it's not a family all play, but Colin's godparents are coming out. Our brother, Jim, and our wonderful sister-in-law, Mary, are coming out from Connecticut for, for the events. I have in-laws. You know, he has a brother. We got the brother's girlfriend. But that's it. Aunt Sheila's going to meet us for lunch after the graduation because we don't have seats for her graduation. But the baccalaureate mass is at 8 o'clock on Friday night. So mm. The boys have to be there at 7 so back it up. There's like dinner at our house between 5.30 and 7. Right. And I was going for a light dinner. And, you know, Julie, I think you've enjoyed um, my grilled antipasto at my house. Have you had that? It's or- it's <laughs>
1: fantastically.
2: And you it's really a great you, – you do some good cooking over there.
1: So uh, I have no doubt that would be a good choice. It seems like it's – it's filling, but still
2: light, right? right? It pleases a lot of palates. It's not, it's you don't have a real sit down meal with an appetizer and everything. It's just go fill up your salad plate. We have grilled veggies. We have cheeses. We have olives. That's yummy. And then there's some sort of protein. I was going to do shrimp or maybe salmon. Cause you know, our brother, Jim and our sister-in-law, Mary, they eat like salmon, kale <laughs> and blueberries. Right. I mean, <laughs> Those are... In, yes, in, they do. Right? That's it. You cannot find a cracker in that house of theirs. No. <laughs> no. So, there's, not, maybe, there's no processed food in no. the house. Not one bit. No. So so they, they eat like cats. They eat like little cats. <laughs> so, so I don't need a lot of food for them, but I have teenage boys who actually eat food. So yes. I thought, well, I'll just get the good lasagna from... The Italian market that the kids love, that I get the big trays and so I don't have to mess up the kitchen making lasagna, I'll just buy it. And uh, so I mentioned this to Colin, the graduate. He's like, oh, you know what? I'd really like ravioli. I was like, ravioli?
1: That is a hot pot of water, and that's what I'm seeing. Exactly. And whatever, whatever you were going to do with your hair and makeup for the big mass, okay, it's going to be ruined when you're over the hot pot draining all that ravioli. Thank but that's you. what he... I
0: don't even...
2: Like that's not even a thing. Like I occasionally serve it, but never in his life has he said, "Oh, my favorite meal is ravioli." <laughs> just, you, you just figured this out. He's turning eighteen. He's leaving home. And he wants <laughs> and ravioli now. He tells you. I and mean, even I had to drill down. I'm like, do you just want that with butter and cheese, or do you want that with tomato sauce? He's like, oh, tomato sauce. I was like, oh, that's gonna stain my soul. That's shirt. gonna stain.
1: You're gonna yeah. You're gonna be a, yeah a soggy stained mess. Before
2: you arrive, I right? Know. I know. So that, I, <laughs> I tried to talk him out of it. I, I offered up another pasta option, tortellini, like a, a, grill, a fried tortellini, breaded and fried tortellini that I could make ahead. No, that was rejected. He wants ravioli. So I don't know, Jill, this really throws me into a tizzy, but I'm going to make it happen for him. So, okay, you need some kind of duster to put over your clothes, Land. <laughs> I'm going to get Bring a hazmat duster, suit. <laughs> I don't need a duster. I need a hazmat suit for that meal. <laughs> I know. I mean, (laughs) holy cow. So it was just a total surprise. So I'm working on that. I'm working on ravioli this week. I'm cleaning the house to within an inch of its life. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've already put in color spots in the garden. (laughs) I am my mother's daughter. I was out there planting some color spots, which I know sounds obvious, but not when you're in a a drought. So I haven't put in new plants in like two years because we're not allowed to water them. But um, (laughs) – But they're going to look good this weekend. That's right. that's all that counts. It'll be very nice for the pictures. Yeah, they're not going to make it till the Fourth of July, but they are going to look good this weekend. So that's it. We're 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 getting ready. We're gearing up. We. I've given the older son the marching orders on what events he must attend. He's got us. I'm securing the reserve seating at graduation day. He has to uh, secure the unreserved seating uh-huh. for himself uh-huh. and the grandparents and who did not want to sit in the air conditioned theater. They, they rejected that option. So they're going to brave it outside, but it's supposed to be kind of a cool, nice weekend here in Southern California. So we'll see. That's it. Working on that. Well, that no, that keeps you
1: busy. I know there are a lot of people scrambling, doing the same thing. It's a lot of hard work. We want to see the pictures, Leanne, so be sure to post them on our Facebook group because okay. we right, I to of you and the happy graduate. I yes.
2: will. I will. Um, all right, two moms in the news this week, one who is just winning. She's just winning the Internet. She's winning television. She's adorable, that Chewbacca mom from Texas, <laughs> Julie. I mean <laughs> – so, funny. I want to send her money, Leon. <laughs> I mean, do you realize a hundred?
1: This morning, it was a hundred and thirty-seven million people have watched her put on that Chewbacca ma- mask in her car and just crack herself up. I mean, it's just. I I feel like she needs to like make some money over the amount of joy and happiness she has spread in the world.
2: Well, I think she's happy with the fallout. I mean, last night she was on the late, late show with James Corden. He flew her out to California, obviously. And there she was with the Chewbacca mask on in the car, doing the fake carpool karaoke. (laughs) When JJ Abrams showed up, the director of the star Wars movie. And then she got a special note, a personal note from uh, the actor who plays Chewbacca and she, he said, I have four VIP tickets for you to the Star Wars fan experience in Dallas, Texas. And that seemed to set her up. She was fine. <laughs> she doesn't seem to mean anything.
1: No, I know. She's so cute. I loved it when J.J. J. Abrams was giving her tips about about how to, like, exactly how to hold her head for the proper <laughs> Chewbacca move.
2: Yeah, it Really, she's a delight and I hope she continues to be a delight. And that was fun. And I loved what she said on James Corden. She said, "What he said, why did you tape the video? And she said, I wanted the kids to know that the mask was mine. That <laughs> I bought the mask for me, <laughs> not for them. So that is funny. And then the other mom in the news that I have I have a lot of sympathy for is golf cart mom. No, okay. I don't know who's this golf is cart mom. It's sort of a weird story of a mother we were on vacation at an exclusive, like, you know, island resort, Bald Head Island in South Carolina. And it was one of those resorts where you can only drive golf carts uh-huh. and they were coming home from dinner and she let her 11 year old son drive the golf cart home and they were pulled over by the police, the, uh, the resort police. And then the, the resort police like threw her to the ground and, and it was just a ridiculous, like overzealous arrest Because she had let her 11 year old drive the golf cart. So she's now been cleared of all charges, and I'm sure things will happen, but it was just bizarre. But I will say this as someone with two boys, all they want to do is drive the golf cart. Like, yes, right. From the minute they are born, their entire (laughs) life's goal is to drive the golf cart. And so you can say, you will have to say no a million times before you actually just cave like, fine. Just drive the golf cart. We're on a golf course. I know you're only 12. How, what damage could you do? And then they nearly kill you in that golf course. <laughs> So I am, there are all sorts but of, I guess le- you're not, I didn't know that. I don't, I, I
1: don't drive a lot of golf carts. I'm not around golf carts. You're not allowed to drive them if you don't have a driver's you're license Supposed to be
2: 16. Usually huh? there's a, you know, at golf courses or at resorts with these golf carts, if you're ever renting some somewhere, it's always 16. Okay. But they okay. start asking to drive the golf cart at like age five. Yes. Yes. So it's not, so if you're looking at that golf cart mom story and you're wondering why did she let him drive the golf cart? It's because he'd already been asking her for six straight years. Years to drive the golf carts, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then you just cave. You're like, fine. You know, we would rent the golf carts, go out on the course, and then turn over the golf carts to the the 11 and 14 year olds, you know, when you're out of the way of the, the marshals there on the golf course. Anyway, I feel sorry for her for many reasons, but I completely understand why the 11 year old was driving the golf cart. So, (laughs) uh, thinking of you there, thinking of you
1: there. I'm glad she, I'm glad she was exonerated of all charges.
2: And then this week, Julie, yesterday was the uh, voter registration deadline here in the state of California. Now, um, we could register online. It's relatively new here. Uh And, of course, our primary in June is actually shaping up to be meaningful in some way. Usually, California's primary... Is sort of a, mm, who cares, because the nominee's already set. And in right, this and case, but really, in general elections,
1: it's the same way. I mean, you know, they have really pretty much declared the winners in most general elections before they close the polls in California. Yeah. So it's
2: time you really, your vote does count, Liam. Our vote does right. actually count, even mm-hmm. though the winners are actually probably set. But, uh, <laughs> but we're pretending it counts here. So I just, is record voter registration. OK, it just it's a reminder of just how big California is and how many voters we have here. Mm-hmm. OK, oh, since March, uh, 220,000 new Democrats have mm-hmm. registered. OK, uh, 70,000 new Republicans uh-huh. and 20,000 new independents have registered. So these are all first time voters that are going to be registered that are registered to vote. Now, whether they turn up, we don't know. But two of them are my sons. So that. <laughs> Well, good exactly. for them for registering, Leon. You know, getting are they in, excited about the opportunity to vote? Yeah. I mean, that didn't mean I didn't have to bug them every day, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was like, voter registration, it's closing, it's closing, it's closing, you know? So they were excited, but of course, it, they both waited till the very last day to register yep. to vote, but they are both registered. But it is shocking when you realize that your vote counts the same as your 18-year-old. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? He so gets their point as, of view really, yeah it's the same like, he gets as much say in the future of this country as i do
0: <laughs> he
2: knows nothing <laughs> so it's just it's shocking i mean and i then i'm shocking like i hope we don't cancel each other out that is terrible it's one thing to be canceled out by your spouse. It's another thing to be canceled out by your children. Right. But, they um, may,
1: they might outvote you. Now, are you having open political discussions or are you from the school of thought that what you do in a voters voters booth is your own business?
2: I, I am for that. Like, I would never tell them how to vote, but we talk about politics all the time. Okay. So, but, you know, I would never say, who are you voting for? Okay. I did say, please don't vote for. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is that the same? That's good, Leon. <laughs> or you're not getting ravioli for graduation. Is that. Is <laughs> that... <laughs> I'll kill you if you vote for
2: <laughs> so, um, no, If just... you ever want your laundry done again. <laughs> yeah. So I know I did think like, well, maybe I shouldn't tell him the deadline. And I thought, what, you know, come on, they, they, they should not That's subversively not to tell
1: him. I know. Yes. You want him to do that, you know, register for the draft and, or whatever, and right. register to vote. You gotta, you gotta do all those things. You That's do have
2: a- to do all those things. My, my younger son was going to wait to see if he could register in the state of Washington where he'll be going to college, but you need a Washington driver's license and he's not really a, he's not a resident there. He won't be. So mm-hmm. it was better for him to register here because he wanted the sensation of going into a voting booth on in november as opposed to absentee ballot so i get that but it wasn't going to work out so we went for the california registration because he's from here so so that's it so uh just serving notice that my sons are just their voice counts as (laughs) much as yours does julie
1: (laughs) 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 okay all right i don't know leon well Okay. Counts the same. Counts the same. Counts the same i I have to ponder that. <laughs> yes. Well, Leanne, while you were registering, uh, your voters and getting ready for graduation, wa- graduation, I was definitely looking online, looking far and wide for topics, to, uh, to talk about, uh, today. And I came across two stories. I, I don't know if these were put out by Onion or if these are real. So here's the first one. I found this on BBC.com. So you would think that's a pretty legitimate News um, news source. And the article was written by David K. Gibson. I just mentioned that. And it's, that it's 11 reasons uh, to eat roadkill, or as he calls, flat meats. Oh. All right. Okay. No, he is. No, okay. So that's the headlines. <laughs> 11 reasons to eat flat meats. Number one, it's our responsibility, according to David, that we're driving the cars, we're killing the squirrels, You, you know, uh, it it wasn't the squirrel's fault. Uh, You have this big, powerful vehicle and you took that little squirrel down. Okay. So that you have a sense of responsibility. Um, It's, it makes ecological sense. We have to eat what's there. And if you're eating your roadkill, then you're not eating, um, you know, these cows or, you know, or or other animals. Okay. Are you going to read all 11? No, I just, I just, you need to know, because I'm just telling you, he thinks it's ethical. Because the animal was needlessly killed and you need to make amends. Okay. It's cheap. He says it's cheap. It's, he said it's generally safe, although you should avoid uh, some of the organs, you know. Uh, okay. That's great that, advice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: I won't. Oh, so no squirrel liver, Pate? Is that what he's saying?
1: Avoid the livers and the brains. That's essentially what he's saying. Uh, It's better for you because when you think of it, it's pretty much farm to table. In this case, it's road to table, Leon.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) All right. It's plentiful. Okay. A lot of squirrels. Where does this guy
2: live? I don't see that much roadkill. Maybe in the woods in England.
1: We we see a lot of roadkill. Okay. And that um, it can be delicious, uh, you know, I mean, depending on, you know, Little Rabbit or something like that, how, you know, it could be good. (laughs) Okay. And that in the time, you know, he also said in the time of the apocalypse, that this will be a food source that you'll be way ahead of other people on. So.
2: Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea, support satellite sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we (laughs) Sign up today at ButcherBox.com sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. That's, so well, you that's think... the only one that makes sense to me, that <laughs> if there's an apocalypse, you'll be way ahead. Every I reject everything else he says. So.
1: Well, do you think this is a real article? That's what I know. I mean,
2: who's, who's eating flat
1: meats? Okay, I just want to know. I mean, one time when we lived in New Orleans, I saw someone, uh, a driver, stop and scoop up a turtle that was crossing the road and put it in its car. And I assume they were making the delicious <laughs> turtle soup. Yeah. But is... they
2: hadn't killed the turtle. Right? No, they didn't kill the turtle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see maybe if you hit a deer. Like, but really, are you scraping like possums up off the road? How would you, I don't even, I don't know. Possum pie Your... land? No. No, this okay. this sounds like the same people who do the paleo diet. It's like the paleo diet one step beyond, so the roadkill <laughs> okay. diet. Okay,
1: so I don't we don't believe roadkill. So then I went. I was just I, I was getting my nails done, Leon. Yeah, and uh, w- was reading Self magazine. Now that is a legitimate magazine as well. Okay, here's the headline: Giant article, crop top confidence, Leon. That's oh, the good, George. <laughs> good. Crop. Top yes. confidence, yep. written by Alyssa Shalaski. Okay, so yep. here's Alyssa's point of view. First of all, it, it's it's not a fashion. It's not just fashion, Leanne, It's a fashion obsession. Mm. Okay, hashtag crop top. Go ahead and hashtag it, Leon. Okay, it provides these are her words exponentially more style. Okay,
2: wow. It yeah. is
1: the portrait of understated fierceness, Leon. Okay. Oh,
2: that's you know, and I've been looking for that. <laughs>
1: Okay, Understated it, is, it is a state of mind. It's a movement, Lee, wow. it has transformative powers, the crop top, okay? It just and looks cold
2: to me. It just <laughs> looks cold. Those girls are always freezing in the crop
1: tops. I don't know. She says, Alisa says, it works at the office. But you could pair it with a blazer or a cardigan. You can wear it in any professional setting. So I'm just imagining like a doctor, like Dr. Crop Top, paging Dr. Crop Top. Well, I mean, really, you cannot wear a crop top to the office. No, you can't. No. So do you think this is a joke, this article? Do you think it's a fashion obsession?
2: It's a movement? This article may be a joke. I I don't know. I have seen a lot of crop tops out there, though. Okay. There are a lot of crop tops. They are? I I just...
1: (laughs) The
2: the wearing it to the
1: office—that—that is, I I can't like like a you know attorney in a crop top. Okay, I just
2: anybody a banker anybody a
1: banker. I mean, even if you're in a creative field, okay, like showing up in a crop top, I don't think so.
2: No, no, I just there you go. Well, if you put it on,
1: okay, understated. A uh, fierceness, Lian. I'm going to have
2: to find some other way to, 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 uh, translate that then in a fashion sense. Cause it's just, I, I neither one of us should be in crop tops. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you more than me, but uh, no, no. you could
1: pull off one more than
2: me is what I'm saying.
1: No, it's not my fashion obsession. And, and again, I thought this was a joke. I just thought that this kind of language uh, around, you know, a crop top, it, it just had to be a joke. So. Okay. But I have two totally serious trends for us here on Tuesday. Okay. Um, the first one, and this this is true, is the number, the increase in the number of alcoholic soft drinks. Okay. While soft drink consumption is going down, uh, there's a real spike in alcoholic soft drinks. This would be like alcoholic root beer uh, or alcoholic ginger ale, alcoholic uh, vanilla and cream so these are boozed up soft
2: drinks. Oh, I've seen some of these yes. advertised and I didn't understand that they had actual alcohol.
1: Yes, that. they do, Liam. This is it. They have the same amount of alcohol as like a premium beer and they're you know priced priced like premium beers. So once again, I think this is adults co-opting a perfectly good childhood experience <laughs> and ruining it. Because there's nothing better than a root beer float, right? right. That's and true. And I think all of us in our, you know, somewhere in our memories, we remember the first root beer float we had as a child.
2: Oh, I totally now, do. Yeah, yeah. the and swim now team from- ban- banquet at the Fairfield Beach Club. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. It would be nice for graduation. Leonardo. It would. That would be a nice, yeah, nice light, yeah. Uh, refreshing dessert.
1: Yeah, but not a boozed up root beer no. float. No, no, no. So that same thing, ginger ale. That's your go-to drink when yeah, you're not yeah. feeling well. Right. But now you can drink it when you're like you know with booze in it no I so I think it's like pot candy or pot brownies you know where they have just they're ruining things that that <laughs> they, were, they that are, are for they you know, these are grownups that refuse to grow up okay just you know you can't you can't do that okay it's wrong okay i don't I just um, Plus, I it, feel
2: like the alcohol is superfluous. Like drinking soda is such a treat now; it's something you don't do every day. Right. So when I order a ginger ale, like if I'm out and we're the I'm the designated driver, I'll have a ginger ale. It tastes delicious. Like yes. it's a special treat for me. I don't need alcohol in the ginger ale. I know,
1: or yeah, or that's I know, or cream soda with yeah. Uh, no, okay, oh, okay, all
2: right. So, okay. so that trend
1: we're not going. To, how about this one? Um, I saw the headline: caffeinated sneakers. Now, in my mind, I was like, how are they going to do that? Are they going to infuse the fabric in the sneaker with some kind of caffeine and that is going to provide a jolt to your feet? No, no, not at all. Okay. These are not caffeine infused shoes, Leanne. This is a new, uh, new sneaker from Nike and it was inspired while the shoe designer was sipping a Starbucks drink. So it is called a Starbucks an SB Dunk Low Premier, uh, and it's shoe. And the main feature of the shoe is it has light and dark brown swirls on the, on the shoe, so it looks like a latte or something.
2: Okay, that it's, that I have to Google to say. Okay, see this. I'm just this is,
1: okay, SB Dunk Low Premier. I'm
2: just yeah, it's yeah, the yeah.
1: Okay, okay, so it is, um, that's a shoe, it's about $100 a pair. So when I saw that, I was a little disappointed, like the caffeine-infused sneakers, <laughs> like, I'm in, I'm in. That seems like, okay, keep keep me moving. But this, it's like, I spill coffee on my shoes all the time, Leigh, and when I'm walking. When I go get a cup of coffee and then walk, I I have all kinds of coffee stains on my shoes. So I don't need a pair of sneakers that come with coffee
2: stains. <laughs> It is. It's in the same. It has the same green as the Starbucks cups. Yes, it does. Yes. It looks delicious. The sneaker, <laughs> but it is. I don't think you'd be faster in it. I don't. I don't think you'd be no. faster in it. No. Okay, that's pretty funny. Uh, that, that's just two Northwest companies joining forces to do something fun. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't overthink it. I'm sorry you were disappointed. Apparently, they also have a Krispy Kreme sneaker. <laughs> now I'm. <laughs> Okay, I got to Google that. <laughs> okay, Krispy Kreme. Again, if you can't eat it, I don't want it. Yeah, you can't eat it. It's just okay. inspired by one of the Cleveland Cavaliers point guards who says he eats Krispy creams before every game. Okay. So there you go, Krispy Kreme. Here's the cream sneakers. All right, There you go. Wow, they're whew, really reaching, really reaching. All right, as Julie, we, I, as I'm, we are too, Leanne. Okay, I'm for the sneakers. I'm not for, uh, not for the alcoholic uh, soft drinks. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jill, we're gonna do some handwriting analysis now on the air. Okay. okay. This is a first, Leanne. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. This... I've got my
1: pen and paper. I'm ready to go. Yeah, you what? know, as
2: long as you've got your pen and paper, just just write your um, write your uh, signature.
1: Okay, okay, I'm doing that right now. Got that. Okay, coming along. Here it is. Okay, I got three names Julie Dolan Smith. So there you go. Okay.
2: All right, so um, uh, so this is according to Real Simple Magazine, and they have visual samples in the magazine, but we can't do that on the podcast. So now that you've written your signature, Julie, uh, I can tell you this. According to the, your handwriting specialist, um, Sheila Lowe, she's the president of the American Handwriting Analysis Foundation, Julie. So you uh-huh. know she knows her business. She said some letters like I and Y can be particularly telling. All right. Okay. So you have to take your, all of your, and you know, all of your handwriting into account. But uh, let's just look at the I and the Y. All right. Uh, okay. Write for me a capital I. Just okay. write it down. I got it. Okay. Got a capital I written down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What does it look like? Does it look like a Roman numeral stroke or do you have a big loop? No, or... it looks more like a Roman num- numeral stroke. Okay. Well, this is what that oh, means. No, what does that, what does that mean, Leon? Oh, this is, you're going to like this. Be, okay. be,
1: gentle. be gentle with me,
2: Leanne. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews?
0: My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame
2: over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Doesn't do things like one's parents did. You're striking out on your own, Julie. You are striking out on your own. Whereas if you wrote your capital I with a big loop on top and a little loop on the bottom, then your mother would be a strong influence. And if it was the opposite, thinner loop on top, big loop on the bottom, then your father is a strong influence. But you, Julie Dolan, are, you're an independent. You're an independent. I'm an independent, but I don't even know. I have no loops on my I. All right. Uh, then that's okay. totally, okay. you are totally, doesn't do things like one parents do. Okay. Do, write for me a lowercase y.
1: A lower case Y. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it.
2: Okay. Um, do you have any loops in that? Yeah. I have a big loop on the lower part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's large lower loop, Julie. You know what that indicates? <laughs> that, you, that you are. I feel like I'm in the doctor's. You have,
1: a, you have an enlarged lower loop.
2: <laughs> and your diagnosis is that you're materialistic. that what it is. That's what it is. That's oh. what it is. No, I've just shed all my
1: materialistic things, Leon. You know, I downsized. So I, that's but I guess my handwriting is a vestige of my old life. Yes. Yeah. There you go. All right. Okay.
2: So now I want you to do a, a lowercase d. Lower a lowercase verse of d.
1: Okay, got it.
2: Yeah. Okay, so how would you describe that? The top of the d, is it loopy or straight?
1: It's loopy. I got okay. a loop. Big got,
2: loop or little? Uh, it's uh, I would say it's a pretty big loop. It's yeah. All right. Yeah. No, you, it's Big and bloated. Is that how you would describe it? Or moderately open? Moderately open. Okay. Uh, Well, that indicates, Julie, that you're open to new ideas. Oh, I
1: think I am, Leanne. I I do think I'm open to new ideas. I I like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If If it was big and bloated, it would mean that you possess a lot of imagination or emotion. But okay. you're you're moderately open, so you're open to new ideas. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at your signature now. Okay. Um, okay. They they outline uh, four different types of signatures. Illegible. All right. It's people that just go blah, 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 blah. All right. No, that's, that's not me. That's okay. Not- legible. Legible. I definitely have legible. All right. Yep. Do you do any underlining? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Or oh. they have people that have like sort of circle, like carry on the tail of one letter and loop it back towards the front of... The first letter.
1: I think that's preposterously. And no, I don't.
2: Well, John Hancock did that. I know.
1: I know. know. So that's why I don't think, I think (laughs) it's
2: been done. So I don't don't think I need to do that. Right. Okay. All right. If it's illegible, and many people's signature is, uh, which mine is not, I'm more legible like yours. Uh, If it's illegible, your signature, it means you need privacy or you're covering up something. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you've underlined your signature, I think we all know what that means. <laughs> you put yourself on a pedestal. Right, right. right. You've got the bloated ego. Yes, Leanne. If yeah. you're circled, okay, circle, imagine like it's it's like a dome. You're self-protective,
1: self-protective. Oh, okay. But
2: Julie, yours, if it's legible, you are confident. You are very confident. Yes, I think that's true, Leanne. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's been very revealing Thank here you. today. Now, do you have any slant to your overall writing? Would you say? Um, you I used to have
1: more. Right? I used to have more slant. Uh, I, I am more upright these days, but it's
2: a, a little slant,
1: yeah, to the right. Yeah. Okay. What is that? Uh, what is that? You know,
2: it says you're uh, rational, a head over heart type of personality. Okay. So there you go. Okay. And then uh, there's others, but I think those are the only ones we can do on the radio. Well, Julie, what well, we knew you, you're an independent, all right? You're slightly materialistic, but you're trying to get over it. You right. are open to new ideas and you're yeah. confident. So. Well, thank you,
1: Lynn. I think you could set up a table out front of your house with this mag-
2: one magazine article. I could call right. myself a handwriting. You, no. you
1: are in business. Mm, okay. Now, how do you think you fare in any of that? I mean, uh, I, I know you were doing all the uh, analysis, but. Uh, you must have some idea of your your own personality traits are they reflected in your handwriting yeah
2: i guess i'm more like mom than i thought because i do some of that looping okay Uh, and i definitely write in a cursive i don't write uh, like roman style i don't i don't write simply i i write in with you know everything's cursive
1: oh okay
2: uh, i just closed the magazine julie so i can't okay (laughs) that's enough that's enough Yeah, I would say I'm I'm loopy. I'm big and busty. Whatever those big and bold. Now <laughs> well, there was no mention of the bust. Okay, well <laughs> there you go. all right okay jill we have our outlander commentary now i gotta bring it up here uh i I sent you some notes earlier so you recall last week i was so busy i didn't even get to watch the episode so we're talking about two episodes now but it's fine because it was kind of a two-story arc so last week was setting up a lot of this week and you know we had some people who bailed on outlander And I have to say, I thought the first couple of episodes of the second season were a little dull. The material was a little hard, like all the fun of the first season and the swashbuckling seemed to kind of take second place to this complicated political plot line, which really no one cares about in many ways because we know what happens. (laughs) Right. Right. So, so.
1: I mean, the only thing that's good about the the, the costumes seem to be the only strong point point of season two. Yeah. That's so far. Yeah.
2: yeah. And yeah, and some beautiful settings. They're obviously Correct. like they're actually I thought to myself, oh that garden where they filmed sure looked a lot like Versailles. Well it actually was Versailles. <laughs> I, I did not realize that. You know, there might be other Versailles like gardens in France. Right. So uh so in from last week's episode, uh we set up a bunch of things. There was a complicated like fake robbery that Jamie was involved in. Of course he had challenged Frank to a duel and then, you know we we objected when Claire made him promise not to duel Frank because if uh, or the the British thing because then Frank wouldn't become wouldn't be ever exist.
1: <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, is that, where that, time where travel gets. It's hard to explain because of the time travel land. So I I have, I understand why you're sort of stumbling over these incredibly complicated plots. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, Back to the Future. Yeah, if Jamie kills Randall, then Frank won't be born. So Jamie agrees and then ends up dueling with him anyway. And so, so here in the episodes, the last two episodes, we see Jamie duels. We don't quite know why Jamie duels, because he's broken his promise to Claire. We see Claire foolishly get in a carriage ride and endanger her pregnancy. Julie, why did she do that?
1: I don't know, Liam, but you knew as soon as she, she ran out to try to get Jamie, you knew it was going to be bad news, right? I mean, that the, nothing good could come of that
2: ride. Yeah. yeah. She's already been hospitalized overnight by the French nun, who seems to be the only person in France with any authority. The rest, <laughs> the rest of the French, are portrayed as just like buffoons. And every time they tell Claire or Jamie to not do something, Jamie and Claire laugh at them. But that <laughs> nun is getting the job done. She
1: Mother was, Hildegard. Yeah, yeah, she she really. She, I think she's great, and uh, she's smart and compassionate.
2: Yeah, and so she makes Jamie or she makes Claire spend the night, and then. Claire gets home and finds out. Oh, Jamie's off dueling, so she gets in the carriage. And guess what? Then we, then you know, it's clear. Like she gets out of the in the bois de Boulogne, and there's you know Randall on the ground bleeding, and there's Claire on the ground bleeding. There was a lot of blood in that episode, Julie. (laughs) Yes, there was, Leah.
1: There really was. No, that was terrible. So, and I felt terrible for Claire. I even like that looked like it looked really bad for uh, for Blackjack Randall too. I mean, he. He really got it in that scene.
2: I know. It's hard to even watch him. He makes your skin crawl so much. I know.
1: I know. I know.
2: But the other big revelation in that episode was that they had to tell, you know, Jamie's, uh, Jamie's sidekick, Murtaugh, the whole thing about Claire being from the future. And <laughs> Murtaugh got a lot of excellent screen time. So I like seeing
1: I, I I like those scenes. I thought, I, he's a nice character. I like the relationship between Claire and Murtaugh. So I that... That was very positive. So, uh, so I mean, I enjoyed that.
2: But in this week's episode, okay, this week's episode was insane, wasn't it? It just covered so much ground. It was a tour de force for Claire. She's yes. on screen in every single scene. And she goes, she opens with her grieving in her hospital bed. She has had her daughter. But according to Mother Murtaugh, her daughter Faith has died in yes. which I was stillborn. So uh, red hair. So we see Claire grieving and then she gets out. Of, she it takes her weeks to overcome that. Then she goes back to uh, the house in, in Paris and takes the longest walk from the carriage to the front door. I yes. mean, that took like 20 minutes. That was. I know.
1: It Really, I mean, this was Claire's acting triumph. You it have was. to say that. I mean, the, you really felt those sense of loss, the sense of grief, you know, just she was became so frail from from this experience. So, you know, yes, you were really, you know, that was really tender when she got out of the carriage and, and all the servants were there. They didn't know what to do or what to say. So, yeah, that was, um, that and was sad. And nobody
2: does pale like Claire. I mean, <laughs> she's the palest... <laughs> She is. She is so <laughs> pale. Uh huh. So pale. So she takes twenty minutes to go from the carriage to the front door. Mm-hmm. Then she learns the terrible story of Wee Fergus, which is terrible. We learn. Okay, can I? I mean, all right. Now this is the third time yeah. in two seasons that
1: we've had a uh, horrible rape scene. I know. I mean that the sexual violence seems to be their only way to uh, to advance um, the plot. That's, and that's a good point. That's. I'm not. I, I just, I was not happy at the la- end of last, the last season. And now, you know, both, um, both poor little Fergus there. And then also, uh, what was her name? Um, Mary Hawkins. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, so we've seen, you know, this three rapes into it, two seasons. That's too much.
2: I just fast forwarded through this one. You okay. can see it was it's just terrible. Yeah, and it was I,
1: terrible that it was on screen, I know. you know, I mean, that's, you know, I just, it was i don't want to get all worked up again but violence against children that you had this on the screen i i mean it, it really you know i i don't know Leanne, about this uh this whole series
2: okay all right fair enough okay, okay. so that's when we that's why we learned that jamie went and and challenged him to a duel and now he's in the prison so claire has to appeal to the king uh to get jamie out and mm-hmm. she goes to mother uh Hildegard for advice and mother and and an entree to the king. And and mother Hildegard pulls no punches. He said you're going to have to sleep with the king if you want to get your husband out of jail. Yeah. And so she puts on a green dress and this giant uh, what are those things called? Then? <laughs> what is that cameo? What is yeah. that? Oh yeah, the the stone, the necklace, yes.
1: the mood ring. It was yeah. like
2: giant mood ring around yeah. neck. Yeah, and she she heads to the palace where she encounters the king, who is apparently wearing the same thing that Madonna wore in that god awful <laughs> Prince tribute. Yes. I mean, was that unbelievable? Yes. Who, Madonna outfit. or the king? I mean, well, yeah. both. I mean, yes. yeah, yeah. What are the chances that we see that outfit twice in one week on television in America? <laughs> And I think the king wore it better, frankly. I think the king wore it better. I I do too, Liam. So, and then it turns into this bizarre black magic scene where Claire becomes the white witch. So she's gone from the grieving mother to, like, unable to walk from the carriage to the house. Right. Now she's killing people in the king's palace. She Right. She's (laughs) mixing
1: up these cocktails. Yeah. like, Like, I just... This is where it's, they have so much, they have so much plot line to like jam into every episode. Because I was just fine with Claire grieving, you know, yeah. and just, and, you know, and looking forward to the reunion of Claire and Jamie. That would have been enough. I didn't need this whole black magic cocktail scene.
2: The witchy woman. Yeah. So she kills that French dude. She just takes him out with this cocktail that she knows is going to kill him. And that was, again, painful to watch. There's a lot of, you're getting the sense that this time travel thing isn't all it's cracked up to be. You know what I mean, Joel? I'm writing that down, Liam. I just, I, I think given the opportunity, I don't know if I go for it now because yeah. things are different in the past. Things mm-hmm. are very different in the past. So Claire does this favor for the king and thinks, well, there you go. I am, I am good. Let's, uh, let's get Jamie out of prison. Oh no, the king double dips. And you yeah. know what I'm talking about there. Yes, so, so I did. Yeah. Yeah. So but she does get an orange at the end and that was
0: that looked good. That looked delicious. <laughs>
2: okay. Was I was that significant that orange?
1: I, I felt like maybe that was some plot line from the past or the future that I had missed uh, some uh, important symbol or was just, it was just an
2: orange. It was just an orange, orange, but it's just a reminder that oranges used to be, you know, highly valued because they, he had that lingerie, uh, there, the King and, uh, a hundred orange trees. And it was sort of special. Remember in little house on the Prairie when they got an orange for Christmas, (laughs) Julie? Good, good, (laughs) land. Oh, well now, now, now that you mentioned that, that makes all all the sense. No,
1: no further explanation is needed now that you've made a little house on the prairie reference
2: yep so uh so then we get claire goes back to the house jamie lumber jamie is released from prison and yeah. he returns to the house in in paris and uh claire is in some getup that can only be just taught if she wasn't a witch last week she's a witch <sighs> now what was that goth get-up I don't was know that. that with like <laughs> with chains, the puffy sleeves? Yeah, jeans and puffy sleeves. I and, don't know. I don't. Know. Was that some official morning outfit? I don't know. Well, like, that's not what... like I mean, not like Scarlett O'Hara. It was but, like crazy with the chain mile. I don't know what that was. So she looks now looks officially like a goth pale morning witch. <sighs> and then we have to relive the scene in the hospital where she's holding the dead baby, which was. And she does take, she does say to Jamie, it was all my fault. You know, you're right. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have made you promise to do that. I shouldn't have gotten in that stupid carriage ride. I put, you know, my family of the future (laughs) in jeopardy. Right. I put my current family in jeopardy for my family of the future. Which is again, when you think this is a dumb show. (laughs) But in a flashback or a flash forward in the beginning, we see Claire in Boston with a little red-headed girl.
1: What? That was mind-bendingly. Yeah. What was that about? That's,
2: Don't you? I... There's a reason this series has like seven books, and remember, okay. we're only on book two. So okay. you know, it's a long. It's a long series, and there's a lot of places and uh, times to go to. Still, <laughs> Yeah. we are not done with the time traveling. We are what? not done. So it appears uh, that we are mercifully going back to Scotland next week. Oh, yeah,
1: hallelujah. That's the headline from this episode, is that they are leaving Paris because, really, what did they accomplish in Paris? Nothing. Nothing. And the whole
2: time Jamie was in jail and Claire was in the hospital, I kept thinking, who is running that wine business? Like, (laughs) how are those servants getting paid? They had one job in Scotland, run the wine business. Right. And instead, they're just doing everything else but that. So... Well, let's hope Jamie shaves that beard too. Yeah. Let's let's
1: hope, like, get back in the kilts. I want her back with the sweaters and the mufflers and all of that. Again, that that will be better for all.
2: Yes, it it totally will be. But I don't know. There's something, something's up with baby Faith. I'm not so sure she's really in that grave. You know what I'm saying? No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We're just going to leave it on that note. Okay. All right. Leave it on that note. Okay. All right, Jewel, uh, it's the end of the Tuesday show. You got anything else happening this
0: week?
1: Well,
2: it's Memorial Day weekend. Leanne. Oh, it is. So Memorial yes, that's, it's going to be lots of fun.
1: We have family visiting in town. Some cousins are, are, going, are showing up. So uh, we're going to have some um, official Memorial Day festivities. Yep.
2: Great, great. Well, I have, the, I have the ravioli and the graduation and that coming up. But we will be back Tuesday to fill you in on everything. Have a fantastic week, Jewel.
1: Hey, you too, Leanne.
2: And don't forget. Call your satellite sister.